What's going on, everyone, and welcome back to the NerdWide Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Haynes, with my good friend and elfishly spirited Mr. Chris Rivers. Chris, how was your week, and how are you? Doing good, doing good. Uh, my ears are pointed underneath. The yeah, I just can't see because of the headphones. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, worked a little bit more overtime this week. Oh, fun. This is... Uh, I think this was the last week we'll have that much of it, if any. So that's exciting, then. We finally reached the end. I think. Oh, I can't wait! Just what two, uh, three more weeks till Christmas? Yeah, two or three more weeks till Christmas, and uh, seems like uh, I made it through the the first rush I've had at this job. So, mm. uh, How do you feel? Excited. Exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that. Out. How's your week been? Uh, it's been fine. Not a not too big of a crazy week. I'm I'm sitting here trying to think if anything exciting really happened. No, just a normal work week. Finally, nothing. Nobody was off, so I didn't have to to do much more than usual, and it wasn't wasn't too bad. So I'm really excited for this week coming up because the game awards. Because oh man, I just I can't wait. I'm just way too excited. It's my national once yeah. a year holiday thing, and it's sure. finally here. Your gamer porn. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> Quick housekeeping before we jump into everything, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget to subscribe to either our YouTube or podcasting service, whichever one you use of your choice. If you enjoy the show, make sure you leave us a thumbs up on YouTube or give us a good rating whatever podcasting app you use. If you don't enjoy what you see or hear, let us know down in a comment how we can improve the show. It's just so we know we can't improve it if you don't let us know what is wrong. If you want to do more, you can always go to patreon.com slash nerdwide. Three different tiers for three different monetary values that way. A lot of different goodies, of course, on the highest tier, but of course they stack. So whichever one you want to do, we appreciate it nonetheless. Chris, have you been watching anything good this week? On TV. Uh, on the on the TV front, I um, I only watched what we were planning to watch, and then I did get through the first six episodes of American Horror Story NYC. How much um, more you have left then? It's ten episodes, okay. I believe, so I've only got four episodes, and then uh, maybe maybe we can get uh, Jamie to come on next week. Yes. So I have got her lined up and ready to go whenever you're ready. Uh, I've seen news stories. Of course, I haven't clicked on them. But hmm. I've seen news stories of how the ending is still bothering some people, even hmm. like a week or so, a week or two after the finale. So Interesting. I'll have to, cause I asked her how it ended, and that was last week, I think, and I've already forgotten. So yeah. <laughs> shows you how much I was uh, not really paying attention. We'll see because I, I like where it's going. Mm. I'm just curious if they deliver. You know, that's always the question: is is all the buildup going to be uh, worth the payoff? Yeah, can you stick that landing? Right. Mm. What have you been watching? So listen, I started. I talked about it. I don't know if it was on air or if we talked about it just between us. But I started Chuck again, and I'm already on season two. <laughs> I love that show, man. It's it's just one of those that it's one of those feel good shows that I don't know. I love it. It's uh, it's good seeing everyone in it. Like I'm only I think I'm three or four episodes in season two, and of course of five seasons. And again, I'm still thinking. I don't remember how it ends, so I don't. I know I watched the ending. I know I have at least twice, or at least once rather. 
but I cannot remember the ending of it. So I'm just going to yeah. keep trudging along and I should be done maybe by the end of this week or by next week. <laughs> so, oh, uh, you know, one of my favorite parts of the show was always the reactions of uh, Mark Christopher Lawrence. Yes. Uh, he's just, he's so good as, as their boss. He's mm-hmm. just phenomenal. Uh, did you get a chance to pick up the Blu-rays, or are you just streaming? So I, I'm just streaming on HBO Max. I looked for the Blu-rays because I want. I wish they did. I looked because I wanted to buy a box set, and I don't. I don't even think they're Blu-rays. I think they're all DVDs, if I'm not mistaken. Because I wanted a a Blu-ray and digital combo, like a lot of things uh-huh. to do, like sorry, Smallville's done and things. Just so I can have the box set and digital whenever I want, like if anything right. ever happened, and I, I couldn't find digital anywhere unless you bought it through like a digital service. I'm like, ah, I just want to do the combo, but I couldn't find it. it, it that upset me because I did that on Monday. I started watching like on Tuesday or something like that. Ugh. I, I know it was put out on Blu-ray, so I'll. Well, if I'll you if you see it, let me know because I am because I do want it. For sure, because I'm gonna put it somewhere on my shelf. I got my little nerd corner here stacked up of boxes. I still haven't got my ornaments out, but Jimmy says we have to get a tree. We'll probably put it like right here or something. But yeah, I'm like we'll we'll see. Okay. Um, but Chris, we have been watching something good. I did not realize it was Titan season four's uh, part one finale. So they're doing a part two. So yeah. we've only got four episodes left. I did not realize this week was the finale, so I guess we're not having to double up on Doom Patrol and Titans, which is okay, but it's really getting excited to watch them both at the same time, you know. But we go to thereviewgeek.com, and of course, full-on spoilers for Titans, the TV show on HBO Max. This is by Greg Wheeler on thereviewgeek.com. Episode 6 of Titan Season 4 starts with Rachel and Corey heading back to Star Labs. They contemplate just what to do about the current situation and given how they've now lost Sebastian. And that's not good news. However, Sebastian is actually in the process of transforming with Mother Mayhem, enticing him to drink from the Well of Blood with a number of flashbacks to flesh out more of Sebastian's backstory and upbringing in the process. The Titans cling to a thin shred of hope, wanting to make sure the ritual hasn't begun yet. However, Connor is now a badass and now freshly shaven baldy, um, determined to track down the cult himself. I'm going to stop there for this. That opening scene was really yeah. well done. They did a good job with it. And then with him now, in his, I guess the Lex Luthor style uh, persona, I don't know if I like it. Like when he first walked into the room, I was like, I don't, there's something off and I don't know if I like it. Okay. The whole episode to me felt off. I don't know if it was directing wise, how it was shot wise or acting wise, but it was something about this episode did not feel right. I I, I right. don't know what it was. And I, I just, yeah. I can't pinpoint it. And I told Jamie that she's like, yeah, now that you say that, I'm thinking the same thing. I was like, I just, I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was, the cuts, the the acting or the directing, it just something did not feel right about this episode, and the, yeah, the whole I, time it was I the agree. same way. I agree. It. Uh, I watched this and our next show um, after, like, right behind watching Spirited, the movie that mm-hmm. we're doing this week. So, I kind of attributed it to that, but hearing that you yeah. noticed it as well. There must have been something. I don't know who directed this episode. Maybe it's just a different director. Maybe right. it's one of the cast members. 
but it definitely felt different. I need to look into that because that um, good. I'm glad that you you felt the same way then. That's one heck of a way to give yourself a haircut, though. Yeah, that was nuts, and I liked it. That was very cool. But he just he looks off to me. Like I was like, uh, I don't know how I don't like this. And he did a great job. The actor did a phenomenal job acting like that badass, smart Lex Luthor style. Because I, I guess he's been doing the uh, the Superboy um, persona more than he has been his Lex Luthor style. But it's I don't know. It was, it was definitely weird with him flipping a script like that. But man, that opening scene was fun. Uh, yeah. The others remind Connor they're not. Let's see. Connor's big idea includes finding and killing all of the cultists. The others remind Connor that they're not in the business of killing, but he's having none of it, seeing that it is, that is their best course of action. Although Mother Mayhem was not one to be trifled with, Connor's sudden heel turn is quite surprising given it's happened out of nowhere. See? Uh, uh, Greg Wheeler here said the same thing. Came out of nowhere. Like, I don't. Uh, I don't know. As for Gar, despite turning back human again, his biology is still not right. He's still experiencing frightening visions. In fact, he's hearing voices in the hallway, specifically that of Connor, before he's actually said the words. He's also given some advice, too, uh, in a further along scene with a character he just walks past. When the tower splits in half, go to the red. And that was, I liked that scene a lot when he was outside like the restaurant. And like you could hear the lions, you could hear animals and stuff like that. So it's like his powers were kind of heightened. And right. I was like, interesting. I really, really liked Gar in this episode. He, uh, the actor, I forget his name right now, but he, they, I felt like he does a great job. This is a good storyline episode for Gar specifically. Uh, Connor is turning more and more into Lex Luthor this episode. We're told as much from some of the characters as well. He comes up with the idea of turning the Lex Core satellites and reflecting light onto the moon, preventing the Blood Moon ritual from going ahead. It may just be crazy in order to work, and sure enough, it is. Jinx also has an idea for busting Sebastian out of the cultist's lair. She wants to attempt teleportation, and with the might of Star Labs behind them, they might be able to pull it off. Dick, sp Dick speaks to Connor and points out that this isn't the end. Connor is getting a bit cocky, and Dick confronts him about his new sudden attitude change. Connor calls them all useless and fractures the team, and even starts being rude to the employees at Star Labs as well. He figures out where Mother Mayhem and the cultists are hiding thanks to a hacking attempt on the mainframe and heads out alone. Back in the lair, Mother Mayhem manages to convince Sebastian to drink from the well with all these flashbacks working to contextualize just why this will make him become somebody rather than nobody. Unfortunately, this is unbeknownst to the Titans, who band together and work to stop Mother Mayhem and the others. However, Connor gets there first and walks right into a trap because, of course, he does. Mayhem goads him over how easy Luther was to kill in the pair skirmish, eventually leading to Connor tied up and knocked out. As for the rest of the Titans, they figure out where Connor is being kept, but Cord points out to Dick that her visions are making her feel like this is a bad idea. She has a feeling everything could go wrong, especially given what she's been seeing, the little girl with a red balloon, which is a callback from where we uh, saw Dick was having the same visions. Jinx and the others make it inside the cult uh, layer, but unfortunately Jinx is stabbed for her efforts by Mother Mayhem. Corey's powers are easily thwarted too, but with White Raven uh, recently getting her powers back, thanks to an earlier, earlier power channeling session with Corey, the pair find their efforts are all for nothing. Sebastian drinks from the cup, sending a massive shockwave reverberating around the layer. Uh, he's done being a nobody and now intends to embrace his destiny. Mother Mayhem whispers, My son, you're finally home as son Sebastian drops into the well. So a couple things that weren't really mentioned there. Um, the big white raven reveal, really well done. She is a character from the comics uh, for, with Raven. 
and it's really cool that they did that. Did not expect them to do it. I don't know why I didn't with her having the white hair, but I guess it just nothing clicked for me. Um, Jinx dying. I don't like that. Hope that's not the end for her. Hopefully she's still alive because uh, I really enjoyed her being in the show. Uh, Gar coming in as a giant ape and attacking the cultist and then saying he sees the tower falls that he's been seeing in his visions and he says, take me to the red. And he goes out with a different effect than the rest of the Titans team did. Do you think they went to the same place or do you think they're some, all somewhere different? Because, I mean, he, his little effect was, like, red and fracturing a little bit, and he glowed red, and then he disappeared, and then the rest of the team kind of, like, blipped out. So, not like the MCU blip, okay. But he did blip out. <laughs> that would have been cool, though. Yes. They, done it so they said, you know um, what, we're going to do it your way. I'm curious, because I, so while you were going through the recap, I looked up the director of the episode. The director's Jen McGowan. She has not directed an episode before this season, but she directed the past two episodes we've seen. Hmm. So I, I don't wonder. know if that's What's why there's a tonal energy difference. At we're working yeah, I don't know. Energy. I don't know what it was because that's. I don't feel like the past two episodes were off either. Not like this, so I don't. Hmm. I don't know. That's weird. But I don't know when we get the next episode back. We have Doom Patrol to hold us off. But you asked before we start recording, is this going to be, does Doom Patrol go until their part one finale and then Titans comes back? And then once Titans goes off, does Doom Patrol come off? I don't know. So, I mean. We see, you know, Titans stays gone for the first six episodes of Doom Patrol. Then they're both on. Right. Lead to a crossover. Oh, God. That's, that would be nice. Because I, I enjoy watching these shows. And now we don't have Titans for... Uh, who knows? But Doom Patrol is going to be good. The trailer looks really good for that one. But uh, how do you feel so far? So we're halfway through. We're done with part one. How do you feel for this season? It's it's good. I, I don't know that it's going to go down as my favorite season. Yeah. Uh, I'm missing some of the older character, like I'd love for Dove and uh, and Wonder Girl and uh, Red Hood mm-hmm. slash Jason Todd slash Robin to be back. Uh, yeah. I'm not. They they they've got to do something with Tim to make me give a, a crap about. His I, I'm the exact same way. I just don't care. Like yeah. in his in his scene with Bernard, them talking about. Uh, Oh, I saved you from a snake, didn't I? Whole thing. I was like, okay, this is really not well done. Um, and this is one of those things that also felt off. And I was like, I just don't, I don't care about Tim as a character at this point. And I don't know if it's because they haven't really given him the the comeuppance that they have the other characters or what. But I'm I'm in the same boat. Last season was really spectacular for a lot yeah. of reasons, and I just don't. This season doesn't really have that magic that that one did. No pun intended. But I think one thing that bothers me about the Tim character is the team doesn't care about him either. I Correct. Mean, I, I I know you've got this thing coming up with you know Brother Blood and Mother Mayhem and and all this, but 
that would be all the more reason to get him trained. And Dick is just not working with him at all. At all. Bernard can't train him. Mm-mm. I mean, he can get him some cool equipment. You can put him in VR goggles all you want, but that's not. Yeah. And yeah. which Dick yeah. should be training him because that's exactly what Dick does. And right. Makes no sense yeah, to me. It just seems like they're like, all right, if you want to tag along, he it, it kind of feels like they're <laughs> like they're keeping him around for when they need to throw him to the wolves so that they yeah. can get away, you know. And it's I don't know. I'm I'm not a fan. Yeah. I mean, well, which sucks because I really wanted to be right when they introduced him. I was like, oh, this is cool. We're going with the the Tim Drake character, but no, it's. Um, get introduced to all the robins that are in the show but apparently not so well uh, we'll see how part two plays out first season four but yeah maybe, I, i'm in the same boat i'm just not it's not last season to me maybe since we have an older batman um maybe we this tim character is a red herring and the next robin the next person to actually take put on the suit is going to be Damien. Uh, Damien oh, I want Damien in the show more than anything. Could you imagine Damien interacting with this team? Because that would be fun. Great. <laughs> yeah. So that was Titans Season 4 Part 1. Let's go on to something a little bit more cheerier. Santa Claus's Episode 4. We're going to cheat sheet uh, com. This is a new one for us. And Julia Zerlay is our author for this one. Let me get Fury out of here. He's been doing this lately. He has this whole shtick where he has to know where I'm at at all times. It's really weird. But anyways, Carol is back to being Principal Newman and Santa Simon transforms everything now into Christmas every day. Here is the recap for episode four of The Santa Clauses. The new Santa and Grace are adjusting to the North Pole life. Simon wants to assure the elves that everything is fine, but the red coat goes missing. Everything is obviously not fine. After a fire speech about company synergy, Simon tells Betty that about the coat. Unfortunately, that antique is not easily replaced, and she says they're behind production-wise. Meanwhile, Scott Calvin and his family are readjusting to or adjusting to regular life and struggling with their regular person coffee shop order. During family game night, Carol mentions the kids should enroll in high school. For Calvin, life in an American high school is everything he's dreamed of, especially when he bumps into a girl. Uh, the legendary Principal Newman also jumps into her old role, reuniting with old friends at a Memorial Day picnic. Cal even talks to this new girl, Riley. Meanwhile, Sandra saves a runaway horse at the picnic, making friends with the horse and with the horse riders in the process. thought that was a very good scene. Um, with the horse, of course, the horse was talking. Well, yeah, I was scared. There's a bee. That's <laughs> just those dumb jokes like that. I love. Um, after finally being shown the North Pole delivery system, Simon has a crazy look in his eye. He asks if they can deliver a year around, which of course they can. So he wants to make Christmas every day. Noel and Betty know this is a problem, but there's nothing they can do. With Carol accepting a new job, Cal with Riley and Sandra with her horse friend, Scott feels a little useless he flips through the mail and sees an everything now flyer 
At the North Pole, they're busy with the Christmas Everyday Pilot. Uh, the results are off the charts. They're going global starting in November. With two elves missing, Betty tells Santa that he's being reckless. This idea takes away what makes Christmas special, even if the holiday is on a decline. Unfortunately, she can only advise it's Santa's decision at the end. Noel challenges Santa Simon to a duel and confronts him about excluding Grace from his new plans. That doesn't work, so he leaves Betty a note and leaves. Unfortunately, Simon finds the note first and rips it up. When Betty tells Simon more elves are missing, Simon blames it on her leadership and not him. When Noel visits Santa Scott, the two spend time together at Scott's new job delivering for everything now. Which is just funny because it's obviously Amazon. <laughs> Same colors and everything. I just I thought that was very funny that uh, Santa Claus goes from being Santa to delivering things at uh, Amazon. Just I thought that was a very funny little uh, Easter egg kind of thing. It's not fast or festive, but Scott says it's important for Noel to return and let him live normally. After a snowball fight with some kids, Scott, <laughs> Scott gets fired from his new job. Betty brings the Christmas spirit tracker to the new Santa while discussing the importance of the holiday. Elf Edie gets dusted Thanos-style as head elf Betty declares Santa is removed from his position. Seconds later, Simon fires her. Betty visits the Wobbly Woods witch for help. She has the coat and power to contact him. Scott Calvin then gets his hand on his shoulder just as he's about to spend Christmas with his family. And the credits roll. Okay. So that's obviously Saint Nick, right? think so because that's my guess because he time freezes so i was like okay we're getting like a sandman or father time or something like that or it could be father time i guess but the the purposely had the back to the chimney and that's where this character where i'm assuming comings from so i'm like that must be the original saint nick and they even mentioned early in the episode the original saint nick because i talked about the coat belonging to him so i'm like Santa coats made out of his robe yep something. So I'm thinking, that's where my head was like, not, I don't think they would just throw that randomly, but they might. I don't know. It's not MCU. They might. So. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, um, this was my least favorite of the episodes yes. so far. Um, Cal, the, the son, he's too big of an idiot for me. <laughs> I, I just, yeah. Not I, believable, I is it? That's <laughs> just... You know, he keeps mentioning elves mm-hmm. and just freely talking about stuff that's North Pole related. And it's like, you would think that he would be a little bit more careful, a little bit right. more on guard. Um, his sister is, but even she's let a couple of things slip. Like when the when the horse talks, she said, what'd you say? And the, uh, the other girls there like, say what? Right. You know, because no one had said anything, but... That's a little bit more understandable. I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of that character right now, unless they develop him real quick over the final two episodes. Yeah, it is only right? two more episodes, isn't it? Got two more left. Um, mm. It very, it very much seems like they're going to go back to just having uh, Scott Calvin be Santa Claus. Right. Like, like this is going to help him rediscover the magic or something. Um. Unless he does pass it to his son, yeah, or his daughter, something. Maybe they do that. Maybe, maybe they do a gender swap on right, Santa and, and it's her instead of. Yeah. Mm, I could see uh, that because she's obviously. Well, we didn't get any powers from uh, Calvin this episode either, because every episode we've had like a little mention of his powers, but this one didn't have anything. Yeah, um, 
the elves blipping. That was oh, nuts. I'm curious. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm curious what's going on there. Is it is it something maybe there's uh, maybe subconsciously uh, Scott is uh, kind of like oh, I wish they weren't here talking right now, and so they're just disappearing. Yeah. As he subconsciously wishes them away, but he's in one episode he's gone from getting up that first morning and just excited to get started and he's mm-hmm. santa claus and and now by the end of the episode he's like bad santa yeah he's, like he's, he's has going. a stand-up desk and he's working doesn't even care but his uh, grace is there or anything i i i don't know i'm 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 curious to see the elves as well like is it is it christmas spirits too low so they just start kind of blipping out of existence or or what? Like, uh, hopefully they come back. Hopefully they're not just dead. <laughs> I mean, you mention right the, the reindeer can't fly. Right, because there's, there's not enough magic. And he's he didn't even care. Like he's not no. worried about it. I'm like, oh, right. that's rough. So I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm with you. This this is the weakest episode so far. What worries me is this should have kind of been the um, the launching pad episode for the final two. Mm-hmm. They're only about, I think this was 33 minutes is what I saw on the yeah. counter. So we've only got an hour and six minutes. Mm, roughly. That sucks. Like, I mean, we're going to have to have a penultimate episodes next week. I mean, you're going to have to want us more. Uh, I'm very curious about the hand on the shoulder, who that really is. But I don't know. I'm not believing that Simon is a, a good Santa yet. Obviously, he's not going to be, and we knew this is what he was going to do. But, ugh. yeah. So we'll see. Two more episodes, though. Yeah. Mm. He's not fat. Doesn't have gray hair. But Jamie says because uh, yeah. he doesn't have the coat, he never put the coat on. So I was like, yeah, hmm, that makes sense. Well, and why did well, she steal the coat? Do we know that yet? Oh no, the coat went to her. Him. Yeah. Yeah, the coat knew he mm. wasn't the one. Mm crazy to think about so all right ladies and gentlemen we've got three newest items this week for tv one of which is the last of us trailer official and we're going to watch that live on the air with you first one though is the mandalorian returns march 1st and i am excited we get mandalorian and grogu back second one is kate dickey has been cast as the villain in loki season two we're going to movieweb.com by zachary mcclain uh, while everyone might not know her name, audiences have likely seen Kate Dickey in one of her many supporting roles. She landed another one in season two of the Disney Plus series Loki, according to a recent report from Deadline. She was cast very quietly considering the upcoming season already completed filming over a month ago. That I did not know. Interesting. While there is no word on her exact role, it's rumored to be a villainous one. Dickie is no stranger to a slightly wicked roles, although she has yet to get the chance to portray the primary villain. So. Someone had pre-show about it, and you mentioned her name as you were adding the note in, and I was like, I'm going to look her up, because I'm not sure if I know who that is. Mm-hmm. And then... Yeah, so, we, we're aware of who she is. That's funny because that's the the first sentence. While everyone might not know her name, audiences have likely seen her in one of her many supporting roles. Oh uh, yeah, you're you're right. I'm one of them. So, <laughs> and then, ladies and gentlemen, let us do the Last of Us trailer. We're going to give me a second. I'm going to share some screens, 
and then we'll switch over so bear with us bear with us bear with us go live chris let me know when you have it on your end it's loading Blue dots dancing with each other they're dancing hey i've got it and i'm going to do boom there we go all right and here we go your fiance is hope for the world why bother going on? You haven't seen the world. So you don't know. You keep going for family. I'm not family. No. You're cargo. Off of that shot alone, I'm convinced he's Joel. Just off of that one yeah. shot. Why are you so important? Somewhere out west. They're working on a cure. I think what really impressed him was the fact that I didn't turn into a monster. If she so much as twitches, <laughs> don't. <laughs> on the best way west. Yeah, go east. You've come this far. And you know what's out there. You're not gonna scare us. Scared him? You have a greater purpose than any of us could have ever imagined. Careful who you put your faith in. You might not be her father. But you were someone's. You trust me. Dude, it's gonna be really good. You got some good people in here too. Mm-hmm. You got Graham Green in here. You got uh, Nick Offerman in here. Yeah. Like, he plays Thomas. Billy. I'm telling you, man, it's it's going to be great. And I can't wait. Oh, man, I can't wait. Like, I mean, obviously I was really high on it to begin with, but I'm more high on it now. So um, I like that line, though. It's, it's uh, You got any advice for us heading west? Yeah, head east. Yeah, love it. Because what what you should be doing. <laughs> Releases this week, Monday, December 5th, His Dark Materials on HBO Max. Wednesday, December 7th, Too Hot to Handle's new season on Netflix. Thursday, December 8th, Doom Patrol season 4 on HBO Max. Friday, December 9th, Dragon Ace Absolution on Netflix, which is, of course, a video game adaptation, and I will be checking it out at least the first couple episodes to see if it grabs me. But other than that, that's all I've got. Cool. We're going to see if it grabs you. We'll see. We will make see. It, make it buy you dinner first, though. Right. Of course. Wine yeah. and dine first. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, on to movies. Have you watched anything? Uh, No. Not this week. I, 
Yeah, I haven't had the chance. Just what we were supposed to watch. So uh, what we were supposed to watch was the new film on Apple Plus, Spirited, uh, starring Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds. This is really new. Do you want to spoil it, or should we keep some stuff back? Let's keep some, like the the ending for sure, we'll keep back. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll do light spoilers for this one. <laughs> All right. So basically, you know, the, the gist of this is it's a musical comedy version of A Christmas Carol. That's, to give you the, the basic plot, that's what this is. Um, Will Ferrell plays the ghost of Christmas present. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ghost of Christmas future is voiced by Tracy Morgan. Hilarious. I instantly caught his voice on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, the ghost of Christmas past is played by Sunita Mani. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also have um, the physical representation of the ghost of Christmas future is Lauren G. Woods, and he is tall, mm-hmm. let me tell you. Um, Patrick Page is in this as Marley, and Octavia Spencer killed um, it. Kimberly, yeah, great role for her. A lot better than Thunder Force, I tell you. I always forget about that movie. <laughs> you cry, but I remind God, that's horrible. Oh, then, man. Uh, of course, Ryan Reynolds stars as Clint Briggs. Kimberly Octavia Spencer is his assistant slash um slash research op researcher i I think i think in the in one of the scenes we get that she was officially offered the job of his executive vice president yeah but she's she's not in a her job capacity is different than that yeah um this is a really really good movie Mm. uh i went four stars I went five. Um, you went five. I, I went absolutely four. loved it. So two two things with this movie, as, uh, on top of the fact that this is way better than Thunder Force for <laughs> Octavia. Um, this is probably my favorite Will Ferrell role. Mm. I've 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 said before I'm not a fan of of his when he carries a film because I feel like I feel like the shtick wears thin. Okay. With some of his movies, especially stuff like old school, and you know, it doesn't mean I don't like the movie, but it's just it could be better without so much of the shtick. Here, it's different. Um, although when I first heard him singing, I was like, you know, he almost—he's kind of like Patrick Mahomes. He almost sounds like Kermit the Frog. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and. Uh, Watching this, especially when they're doing the musical number for Good Afternoon, I'm watching Loved this film, and, and the thought just enters my head, like, Ryan Reynolds might be the greatest performer we have today. Yes. I mean, he's just, he's nailing it. Even the stuff that we've watched of his, where the movie itself hasn't been great, he's had great performances. And I remember back in the day when Van Wilder came out, mm. I would not have guessed 
that he was go on he was going to go on to the career that he's gone on to. Um, absolutely fantastic. Um, we get a behind the scenes working. We Jacob Marley, who in the original Christmas story is uh, Ebenezer Scrooge's former business partner who has for his own misdeeds been forced to carry his cash boxes and chains around for eternity uh, he kind of runs this entire program they pick one person a year to try and redeem and um, Will Ferrell's Ghost of Christmas Present was eligible to retire we find out from his role for 46 seasons ago right so he just keeps doing it <laughs> he keeps doing it and they really want him to retire or hr really wants right him to retire. The, the hr this whole movie was hilarious are you texting yeah. hr <laughs> but they go out for their next their next individual they're scouting for their next their next year's uh, project or perp they call mm-hmm. them perps and um, they're keyed in on a hotel manager at a hotel where Ryan Reynolds is at and well, when Will Ferrell sees Ryan Reynolds again playing uh, Clint Briggs he's like we need to get him so they look into him and deem him unredeemable which has only happened once in the history of this whole program. Yeah. The history of the entire thing, only one unredeemable has ever been redeemed. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't. Do you want to mention who? Nah, we'll leave that one for because that's it was a nice little deep fake cameo kind of thing. Yeah, which I really enjoy. We'll so, we'll leave that one be. Yeah. So what happened was. Will Ferrell is, as Christmas present, gets his way. Basically, they're going to try and convert uh, Clint Briggs. And as it turns out, he is nearly impossible to convert every time they try and do something. They're showing him scenes from his past, and he'll just stop, and he'll flip the script, and he's asking them questions. Mm -hmm. He actually sleeps with the ghost of Christmas past. (laughs) Right at the beginning. (laughs) Right at the beginning. Like, she's just starting. And he sleeps with her, and then she goes back and asks Ghost of Christmas Present to finish her part of it and do his part, (laughs) because they've slept together. Mm -hmm. You know, she doesn't think she can pay attention or whatever as closely as she needs to. Um... So we, we get that we get that progression through the stories. We see Clint's family history. We see his growing up. His mom is not a very good parent Mm-mm. at all. That's a genius, uh, though. Very genius idea for the puppy. I was like, yeah, she, huh. <laughs> he, he wants a puppy. So she buys him a dog food bowl and then cracks the kitchen door. <laughs> and says, oh, the puppy must have escaped because you left, you left the kitchen door open. Right. So, <laughs> it's, it's run away. <laughs> so, even though he knows that there was never a puppy, his sister tells him there wasn't ever a puppy. <laughs> he goes out looking for the puppy because he has to believe mm-hmm. 
and uh, he says, "But I shut the door for the rest of the year." <laughs> yeah, he he never left the door open again, and it was better for him, he says it was better for him to believe that he had a lost puppy than to have never had a puppy at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's kind of what he he defines that as the moment that made him who he is as an adult. Um, we find out his sister had a kid through um, a donor mm-hmm. and um, the family most of the family didn't think it was a good idea her kid brother was all for it because he just seems to be one of those individuals who it's like hey always happy whatever, whatever makes you happy let's, ha- let's make the best of it mm-hmm. and uh, you get flashbacks she ends up dying I'm I don't know if they said. I assumed it was cancer. That's what I was assuming. I don't think they ever did say it either. Um, but she asked Clint to take care of her daughter and raise her daughter because he's the responsible one. He's just got the most money. <laughs> he's got the most money. And and so in the process of this conversation, he says, no, I'm, I'm too selfish. Uh, I don't have the time for raising a kid. I I'm not... I'm not doing this and she begs him on her basically on her deathbed mm-hmm. please do it and when their kid brother shows up he basically says hey she's got something that she wants to ask you it just leaves keep an open mind about it and leaves and so he pays for everything right but he lets his kid brother raise their niece um his niece is running for school president and this happens early in the movie um, and he has Kimberly do opposition research on her opponent God, find that, this whole storyline was, was rough <laughs> yeah they, they find that the kid posted a video two years before when he was in 6th grade mm-hmm. 11 uh, years old like, yeah he didn't like serving food to the homeless at the shelter he said they're gross and uh, so then he shares a picture in present day serving food to the homeless mm-hmm. and it's Will Wren I think is her name yeah right? Red. The, the niece will she share this video that they've dug up that he had since deleted and in the process of being with the ghost of Christmas present Clint sees the ramifications of what will happen Brutal. Um, yeah. Actually, I think he's with the Ghost of Christmas Future at that point. He sees her share the video, I think. Yes. With present. But and then with Future, they go to the memorial of the kid because he apparently not only loses the election at school, but he kills himself. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't want his niece burdened with that. So part of what we get towards the end of the movie is him trying to stop her from sharing. It's his little turning point. But, uh, yeah, I don't know how much more we can talk no. about. Because that's, that's about it. <laughs> and, and, and it's, w- without getting into some of the spoilers, which are really some cool plot points, mm-hmm. but um, it's it's the Dickens story. So you know that there's going to be some semblance of uh, change. So put it that way. But I thought it was great. It was great performances. 
the musical numbers were I loved them. I've even listened to some of them again today just because I can't get them out. The Good Afternoon song, I cannot get out of my head, like, at all. And, it, of course, they're all up on Spotify. You can listen to it in a playlist. And yeah. that was fun. Like, the, the choreography was a lot of fun. The story was great. I don't know if it's, like, a, a classic, classic Christmas movie I'm going to watch every year. But, it, I mean, it's a, a good movie. It's going to be one of my top-rated movies of the year for sure, though. Cause I, just, I really enjoyed it, and my yeah. I I was stuck glued to the, the movie the whole time. So Yeah. Yeah, it's not one that you want to get up, get something to drink. Mm-hmm. Or just scroll on your phone for a little bit or something. Right. Yeah, it definitely holds your attention. But uh, I gave it four. You gave it five. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. I, I just think for me it was I think probably what had me count it down was ultimately it is a Christmas story right a, a Christmas carol all over again so it's just they're going about the path a little bit differently um, to him in the shower I laughed so hard like all the, the indoor plumbing jokes just the stupid stuff like that was so funny to me it's just the dumb things he says something like, look out, New York. I'm taking a shower every month. Right. And he said, oh, every month, huh? Because <laughs> I don't want to waste all the water. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I would definitely recommend this. I, I know this is going to be blasphemous to some people, but as far as a Christmas-themed Will Ferrell movie, I think this is slightly ahead of Elf. Ooh. Ooh. Some bold words there, Cotton. Let's see how that plays and, out. And, <laughs> and, 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 and we do get a, uh, a Buddy the Elf reference. Yes, as well. which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So. You look ridiculous. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. All right, so four for me, five for you. Got anything else you want to say about no, it? No, I, I loved it. And okay. I'm going to be listening to Good Afternoon all week long, just letting you know. <laughs> you could listen to, I don't know if you've ever seen um, Singing in the Rain. Mm-mm. The old MGM musical. There's a, a song in it that's pretty popular from back then called Good Morning, Good Morning. So you could listen to Good Morning, Good Morning. And, and then Good Afternoon. afternoon. The, 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 I think the funniest part of the whole movie was at the end of the Good Afternoon song. He said, you could kiss me in the dickens. And he said, whoa, you can't say that. It was all like Charles Dickens. <laughs> he said, yeah, but there's a baby right there. Right. <laughs> a stroller. It's so good. It's so good. Oh, it's man. It's more offended by them telling her good afternoon. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, man. All right, our review for next week. We couldn't believe we had not covered this one yet Mm-mm. in a prior Christmas. Christmas Vacation. I'm so excited. It's going to be good. Have we, you seen this one? Yeah, we watch it every year. This is one of our yeah. yearly must-watches, along with Christmas Chronicles, which we still need to watch. But... Yeah, they didn't make a new one of those this year. Mm-mm. Maybe next year. All right. Yeah, maybe next year. Notable news, Blue Beetle is still coming out, and it will release August the 18th, 2023, per a post from James Gunn. Right, there's a whole movie uh, poster and everything. It looked really good. So yeah. but I'm like, oh, we're still committed to it. All right. I like it. I'm here for it. Now, that doesn't mean they'll keep it as canon. But it's true. That's very true. We're going to... 
but we're at least going to get to see the movie. Yes, we're not scrapping it. I'm like, I'm like Batgirl. But, you know. The Flash, the Aquaman. Well, we don't know anybody yet. Yeah, yeah, please do, girl, I do. <laughs> uh, next up, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny premieres in theaters June 30th, 2023. And Tyler, if you'll hit a couple buttons there, we have the, the trailer. We sure do. Do that right there. Do this right here. Go live there. Press this button here. Press that button on the Steam. Yeah, we looky there. Do you have eyes on? Uh, let's see here. It didn't pop right up for me. It, I'll activate it there, though. Here we go. All right. And here we go. I haven't seen this one yet, either. I miss the sea. Oh wow. Okay. I miss waking up every morning. Wondering what wonderful adventure the new day will bring to us. Those days have come and gone. Perhaps, perhaps not. I don't believe in magic. But a few times in my life. Oh, wow, things. that was de-aged. Things I can't explain. Yeah. And I've come to believe it's not so much what you believe. It's how hard you believe it. Oh, that got me. That's going to be a good movie. Yeah, it is. <gasps> Oh. Get back. <laughs> that's going to be a good movie. Yeah, that's going to be really good. Um, I'm going to have to uh, binge watch. Yeah. I think I've only seen two of them. I don't even know which ones they were. I've only seen two, though. Yeah. Mm. All three. You just gotta. Well, there's four, but Kingdom of the Crystal Skull was not as accepted. I think it's the one I watched. <laughs> one of the ones. <laughs> so yeah, that was fun. So, uh, if if you're on video, you can see the next uh, the next thing we're gonna check out and react to here is Guardians of the Galaxy three trailer. Have you seen this one yet? I've not. Oh, all right. Here we go. next the galaxy still needs its guardians Hello, love those suits in peace <laughs> come on drax seriously dude no i don't know you 
forget. Where we came from. We have been running. Our whole lives. Pete, I'm done running. Few people. Kill no people. Kill one guy, one stupid guy who no one loves. Now you're just making it sad. <laughs> so we're getting Adam Warlock. Yep. That was clearly put that one in there. Yeah. One hundred percent. So that's cool. Mm -hmm. uh, that's a really good trailer too, though. Mm -hmm. Hype for it. You know? So. I can't wait for it. Yeah. It's going to be good. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right. New this week in theaters, we have Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Well, actually, it's on Netflix, December the 9th. I might check that one out. There's a lot of hype around that one a little bit because it's Guillermo del Toro. So yeah, we will see. Now, Chris, on to games. have you been playing anything fun this week? I did not even get to pick up God of War this week. <gasps> Chris. Let me tell you. So that, I started off the week with Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I figured out I was close to the end of God of War Ragnarok, so I was like, I'm going to wait until I can play it all in one sit-through and get through it. So I'll wait until this weekend to play it, and I'll talk about that in a second. Assassin's Creed Valhalla dropped the last chapter a week early. It was supposed to come out Wednesday of this week coming up. But I don't know if it was on purpose, they glitched, or what happened. They released the last chapter on Wednesday. And, of course, I played it. So somebody got fired. I don't know. I think it was on purpose. Um, just because I don't know if there was something coming out or something they were announcing. But I played it, and, man, it, it got me in the feels a little bit. Um, yeah. Maybe 30 minutes long, if that. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's one thing with especially a game like that that you've played what 140 hours yeah i mean you know those characters so mm -hmm. well by that point that you're just invested and uh yeah hopefully i can finish that game at some point yeah it's it's good there with mirage coming out because you you play as one of the characters i want to ruin it um and you even they did a little mission that connects it to mirage and valhalla like the mentor for mirage you do a mission with in Valhalla and you get a cool little assassin's uh, outfit when you're done. And of course this was free again, all maybe 30 minutes. Some people said it, like takes two hours. I was like, how? I mean, there was no way it took anything over 30 minutes. Even if you listened to all the dialogue, which I did. So yeah. I have no idea, but very good. Um, I did get, I teared up a little bit at the end just because it's over. And I don't feel like we've done a story like that. 
where it kind of wraps it up and says, okay, we're done with this character. This character's done now. But at least with Assassin's Creed. But that brings me to God of War Ragnarok. Um, I'm, this is my review. Uh, put it on the record. This is my favorite game of all time. There is no beating it. And I put it on Twitter. I have not had a type of media, you know, TV, movie, video game ever, music, hit me with so many emotions at once, like the end of this game did. And even to the point, like, I mean, I bawled for like 10, 15 minutes at the end. I just, I don't know why. It just did hit me real great. Uh, even to the point last night, I rewatched it on YouTube and showed Jamie the ending of it. All you know, she of course did not know anything of what was going on, but man, they stuck the landing with this game, and I like. I think I like it better than the first one, but I like this game so much better because of the first game. Because if we didn't have the moments we had in the first game, no one knew because of the first game. the The ending of this one didn't wouldn't have impacted me so much because of the whole journey right. that, that we've been going through. And man, it is like it's to me. This is the perfect video game, and what I want from every game here on out. Whereas Horizon Zero Dawn, still like my second or number three favorite video game, but Forbidden West didn't hit me, didn't connect me to those characters as much as God of War Ragnarok did, and it just is blown away. Like I don't. I'm pl- still playing it now, clearing up all the side missions because I am going to platinum it. And there are still some story beats I want to hit. There is a, some people call them the secret ending, but I think it's just like an epilogue ending. It's just a short little mission you have to do. But I am thoroughly enjoying it. I, I have enjoyed every single second I've spent with this game. And I, I can't wait to play more. And I'm curious to see where they go next. Because, I mean, they could do another one. They could stop here if they wanted to. But we will see. But, man, it's a perfect video game. This is not really related to the game itself. But it's come out that Christopher Judge wants to play Kratos. Yes. In live action. If if they... Because, obviously, he does mocap for this. I have not seen him... Personally, I've not seen him do like any acting acting gigs other than voice acting. But I, to me, if he auditions for it and his acting, which I'm sure it will be up to par with what they're wanting, I there could be no other actor for me, like just period, because his voice is is iconic. Like anytime you hear any of his lines, you know it's him, and have like it's not a whole. Troy Baker with Joel and um, Pedro Pascal thing. Because, I mean, it just sounds like another generic southern white guy. But the, I'm just being honest. <laughs> and, but for this game, with Christopher Judge, like, he is Kratos to me. And I would be severely disappointed if he was not Kratos. But, like I said, he, he has to have that acting chops, which I don't. I think he does. I mean, there's no way because he mocaps everything. So, oh man, does this a uh, this is a phenomenal game? And if anybody asked me whatever what I would recommend to people, it would be the God of War 2018 and God of War Ragnarok because there's 
this is what I would show to people to get them into video games because there is no better story writing. And that goes to the creative director, that goes to the game director, that goes to all the narrative team, all the visual effect teams. It's, it's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. So we're, so we're hearing you reinforce your predictions then for the game awards. Yeah, no, this this is – it should win. Personally, this should win. Yes, and it's I hate that, but it's it, to me to me is the perfect game, and I don't know if there will ever be a game or anything that hits me as hard as that did. Just like I was like the the ending cinematic was playing out just full on tears the whole time, like just or just trying to control myself, and and it's not like it was sad tears or anything. It was I don't know how to describe it. It was just beautiful, and oh man, I I can't wait to to see more discussions on this and to listen to more discussions about this game to see if it affected people like it does me. And Oh God, it was beautiful. And I just, I can't praise it enough. So excellent game. Uh, two new, I only have one really new items this week for games. Uh, PlayStation plus free games for December are mass effect. The Andromeda, the legendary edition for PlayStation four bio mutant for PS five and PS four. And uh, Divine Knockout for PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4. Of course, if you have not played Mass Effect, this is the perfect time to do so. Uh, Biomutant, I'll download, but I won't play for a while. I didn't didn't get a lot of praise. And Divine Knockout, um, it's a day one release on PlayStation Plus. I'm curious to see what that one is like. But Yeah, I'll have to look that up and see what the synopsis of that is. Yeah, it looks cool. It's a little toony. Like a probably knockout brawler type game, but I'm curious to see what it is. I hadn't heard anything about it. And then the game awards start this week at 7.30 Eastern Standard Time, 6.30 for all you cool central people like us. And listen, it's going to be shorter this year. A lot of game reveals. I am curious because it had the hype trailer come out today. And there is the flash from Injustice in it. So I'm curious if we're getting Injustice 3 premiere this year because nether realm studios hasn't they have they said mortal Kombat was it 12 this thing is 12 is not anywhere close to being ready but we haven't had an injustice game in several years i know it's not really highly sought after in the fighting community but as someone who loves the injustice games i am really excited and i hope though i hope that's what i saw because i'm pretty sure it's the flash but i'm gonna rewatch it again but i'm like is that like a tease? Because he only puts things in there that are for up for awards or kind of like cameo kind of stuff like that. But not the Flash is that style. Of the Flash has not been in anything else. I'm curious to see what happens with it. But I can't wait. Ah, oh, Thursday. No more new releases this week. Back for Blood's DLC, River of Blood, for everything but the Switch, December 6th. Firefighting Simulator, thought that you would enjoy this. Comes out for everything except for the Switch, December 6th. And Hello Neighbor 2 for everything except the Switch on December 6th as well. I don't know if we'll get any shadow drops for Thursday night. I doubt it. But make sure you pay attention, and we will have all the news and awards next week when we do the show. But man, I can't, oh, I can't wait. Love it. 
But ladies and gentlemen, thank you all for watching and listening to this episode of the Nordway Podcast. We hope you really enjoyed it as much as we did. Don't forget to share on all your favorite social media platforms and forget to rate and review us on whatever podcasting service you use. On social media, on Twitter, you can follow the Nerdwide account at nerd underscore wide. You can follow me personally at Ty underscore Haynes or you can follow Chris at MavTN7. Facebook.com, search in Nerdwide on the search bar or Nerdwide.com, whichever one pops, we're the first thing that pops up. Follow us there and follow us on Twitter. Those are the first ways you know if we go have a new episode pop up and, or if you're not subscribed to us. As always, this has been this week's episode of the Nerdwide Podcast, and we cannot wait to share with you next week on everything the Game Awards because I can't wait. But well, we'll talk to you then.